Hello, everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life, because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true. Uh, Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, the premier free writing magazine on the Internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life, as well as video interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. My conversation with Chris Power is up there now, the British uh, literary fiction writer. Good conversation. I'm going to be talking to uh, Kate Jagetti. Oh, you're going to love Kate. I was, she was on the podcast a little while ago. I so liked her. This British woman, uh, sort of, well, anyway, different, interesting thinker. I had a great time talking to her, so I just found out she's going to do a video Zoom conversation. So that'll be up there, too. You can see it all at authormagazine.org, and we are funded by the good people at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association, supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955, and they have a conference every year. And you know what else they do? They have the virtual classes uh, sort of every month, including a very popular critique groups. They do sort of a quick – they break off into critique groups at the end of the uh, classes, and this has become very popular. So, you know, that's something to you can sign up for if you're a member. And um, – well, they have a conference every year, and I will be teaching at that conference. It's going to be the end of September, and that's going to be virtual, so you can attend from wherever. I'm going to be teaching a class on getting over, on dealing with rejection, and uh, also I'm going to be, to be on a panel about the writing for the game industry, which I have done. Yes, indeed. So lots of interesting stuff. Will be people can be pitching their books and uh, all the usual things you do at writers' conference. And if you want to learn about that. You can go at pnwa.org, and you can find out everything you need to find out. And, yeah, so, I, I, you know, I will be teaching at that conference in September, but I, as I've mentioned, uh, well, that's July 20th right now, the 22nd, two days. I'll be all day at the Writer's Digest Yearly Conference. I'll be teaching an all-day class on everyone has what it takes, getting over self-doubt. Yes, with, with I, you, you know, you can't doubt and write. The two things are incompatible. So we're going to be talking about that. Also teaching a fearless marketing class. So go check it out. If you haven't signed up yet, I think there's still time. Go do it. All right. Enough about me. We got a really great guest today, Chris Farron. You know, Chris is known for her love of bean burritos, traveling, and ever patooties at home, including the grown-up one and furry ones. And she also loves baking, cooking, a good book, and a crackling fire. Those are sweet. But that's not why I have her on the show. As nice as that is, no. She is a multi-award winning author of young adult fantasy books, and adult suspense. Most importantly, Chris believes turning dreams into realistic goals and that everyone has something special and unique to offer the world, and I could not agree more. And that's why I'm glad I have her on the show. Chris, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I'm so glad to be talking to you. Congratulations on all you're doing. I understand while we were chatting beforehand, you've recently relocated from Texas to Illinois, and I hope you're comfortable there and enjoying your new surroundings. Is it a good writing home? Yes, Is it a good writing place? Does it have a good writing vibe to it? You know, every place oh, has yes. its own vibe. Yes. Yeah. I actually have a writing room in the sunroom. So I'm surrounded by windows oh. and lights all day long. Oh. I love it. <laughs> so you like the, you know what? When I write, I had a I had a creativity specialist on uh, this show, and he was like he he was a he was an architect who designed rooms for creativity, 
And apparently my room is not creative at all. The way it's laid out, I stare right at a wall and I am perfectly happy doing that. But you, I think the sun and the windows would distract me, but it doesn't distract you. It feeds you. It feeds you. Yes, it does. Yeah. Oh, good. I love it. Good, good, good. All right, Chris. So here you are. You're having, you've got a bunch of books under your belt and uh, you're having some great success and you're enjoying it. But where did this all start? You like to tell stories. You actually, you've always kind of had it. Did you always have kind of an interest in like stories and mythology? Is that, do I, did I glean that somewhere in your bio? Perhaps. Yes. Yeah. So I've, I've always loved stories about mythology. Um, There's just something about mythological stories. I think that is very core to life in general. Um, And also it's just, they're just weird. Mythology is weird. Um, and it's What's weird about it? What's to, weird about it? Well, just think about like the character, like the 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 gods and goddesses that you know, like the Greeks came up with, and the the yeah. creatures that that came out of these very imaginative minds. Um, it's just you know, I mean, there's there's a god out there who Hephaestus, who he makes machines. I mean, it's just like they they had a god for everything. Oh, really? and it was just, it's just a very cool world that you dig into and it's kind of like this big giant rabbit hole you just kind of keep on falling and there's always something new and fun to discover in it you know it's you know it's hard to remember when we think about those greek myths and the i suppose even the roman myths like that was their television that that was that was their entertainment that was it you know yeah and 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 now we're calling it mythology but that was just what they how they passed the time around the fire or whatever exactly Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was a belief system that they had. Um, and it's just when you think about the stories that are being told through mythology and then tie that back to the people who actually like, came up with all this, it, just, it tells so much about who they were as a society and a culture. And yeah. it, I just I think that there are so many things about that that we still experience today, which I think is why mythology remains such a popular genre. Um, yeah. both through, you know, TV and movies and comics and fiction and everything else. But, you know, the storytelling is sort of like you're never writing about what you're writing about in a way. In other words, I see you're writing about killing demons. Like, you're not really writing about, I mean, there are demons, but the demons, not to get too uh, literary critical, because I'm not really into that, but you are writing about something else, too, at the same time, Right. That this, no matter what right. you're writing about, there's something sort of fundamental about being human that you're trying to get at through whatever metaphor you're. Do you, do you think that's fair? Exactly. Yeah. No, I do. I think that it, all the stories that we write, they're just a vehicle to a common theme or message. I talk to, so I work with other authors, um, and one of the things we we work on is finding out what is your common story. Like as an author, what right. is the common thing that you're always telling? Yes. Um, yeah. Because that's very core to who you are as a person, and that's what's going to continuously come out in your stories, whether or not you intend it to. Uh, I agree. I agree, Chris. I think I had this little theory, and I, now it's becoming a belief that every writer basically has a question they're trying to answer and that they address in mm-hmm. their work. Maybe it's about love or safety or equality or it's just some sort of fundamental question about being human. And that they're, it's interesting to them and compelling to them and that they're trying to answer it through their books. 
that align with what you when you're talking about the core belief yeah. or core thing? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. And what would, what is yours, Chris? What is the core thing that you're you're exploring? And because you have different types of books you're writing, uh, but probably these things overlap. They do. Yeah. Over and over, I find myself telling the story of someone who uh, has something tragic happened in their past. Um, mm. and it's something that still like, kind of reaches forward into today and they have to go back and fix it. Like they, every single time my story is about whether it's suspense or it's, you know, sirens or whatever it is, it's, it's always about, you can't move forward with your past still dragging you behind. Um, okay. so that's, that's, yeah, that's what I keep on telling. It's like, I keep on finding myself telling. Now. Now, you've noticed this. Have you ever put yourself on the couch and tried to and dug into yourself and say, why am I doing this? Or do you say, I'm not going to touch oh, yeah. it? This is the thing that I know you have done that. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, that's what I think I love about um, creatives in general. I think most of us are fairly good about putting ourselves on the couch. Maybe we do it a little bit too often. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. we can be a little too introspective sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but you know it's it it provides for such a thoughtful community to be around, and I love it that. It does. I like that you say creatives. I do like that, and it's it's a particular community. I always say one of the reasons I like to have these conversations is like if you're a writer, you know, especially if you're a fiction writer. But it's really, I don't write fiction anymore, but I did for a time. But I it, we're all pretty similar. Is that you go into a room and you're you're listening to people you know who aren't there but you are and you're being surprised even though you're by yourself and um it's easier to talk about that with people who are doing it than people who are not because you can sound a little nutty but you're not but (laughs) it can sound that way right exactly yeah. yeah yes yeah i have um many friends who are like so the voices in my head told me today and they're talking about their characters, you know, but, yeah. you know, if you're not a writer, then the voices in your head, like, you probably should go some, to somebody about that. Yeah. No, no, um. no. <laughs> I had, I had, this is true. There's a, there's a suspense writer. He writes, uh, he's the sweetest guy, Kevin O'Brien. And I know a couple people who write about serial killers, and they're always, like, the nicest, happiest people. It's true. And he's another one. And he had gone to see, like, a hairdresser who was also, like, a psychic or something. And she said, let me see your feet. And he's like, okay. She said, there are, there's cracks in your feet. And there's a little evil man that comes in through the cracks in your feet every day. And Kevin said, I need him. He makes me my living. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best response ever. (laughs) He said, that's my living right there. All right. So, uh, so when, but okay. So you love stories. Don't we all, we're made of stories, aren't we? I mean, life is a story. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, isn't don't we just try to make sense out of life through story? You can't really without a story. I don't think. What do you think of that? No, you have to. That's why we have entertainment of all forms. We have movies. That's why we binge Netflix. I mean, we're addicted to story. Yep. And so, but but then it's one thing to say I love stories. Another thing to say I want to tell them. Uh, uh, What's her name? Um, Flannery O'Connor said everyone knows what a story is until they try to tell one. I think she was right uh so when did you say this is something i want to do get paid for it like what what was that how did that occur to you um 
You know, I wrote my first book in third grade, um, <laughs> and I actually got sent to the principal's office for it. Um, you would because it was King. a Halloween. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, so it was a Halloween story based on all the kids in my class, and I had, like, kids hitting the pumpkins and their heads rolling down the aisles and stuff. Anyways, they yeah. found it was too disturbing. What kind um, of school so I had was to talk this? To the principal. Oh, it was what a public school. school? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. School. So, yeah, I had to talk to the principal. Um, what did you tell the principal? You know, I wrote a... Do you remember? What's that? What did you tell no, the principal? Do you remember? Oh, no, I don't. I just remember being terrified and thinking I was going to get kicked out of class or out of school because <laughs> of my book that I wrote. <laughs> oh, that is such a great start. You are such a rebel from the get-go. <laughs> All right, so you wrote um, a terrifying story, and they worried that you were murderous. <laughs> okay. I guess, yes. <laughs> All right. Um, and then I didn't really, I mean, I wrote a little bit, you know, through grade school and stuff, but I didn't really consider it, it wasn't a real thing. Like right. being an, an author wasn't a career path. Does that make sense? Like it was just, yeah. Yeah. that was something like. You didn't know anybody who did. did it, right? Like you didn't know any right. other, you didn't, Right. No one rarely does a writer know writers growing up. It's pretty rare. Exactly. Yeah. And so they were like these mythical creatures to me. I was like, that's yeah. not real. Like those yep. people. Um, and so then I um, got married and mm-hmm. my husband at the time had started up his own business. Um, he was working like super late hours. Um, so I was alone like most of the time. And I Aww. thought, you know what? I'm going to try to write. And so that's oh, why I filled okay. the hours was writing. Um, and it just kind of grew from there. And from there, like, I found my, my community. I found, like, some right. of my closest friends. Um, and it just, it became the, it was, it's the only thing I've ever stuck with. Like, every other thing that I've tried really? to do, every other creative pursuit has been, you know, like, I'll dabble in it for a year or two, and then I'm done. But writing right. is the thing that makes me feel like I have, like this is gonna sound really, really cliche, but it it makes me complete. It um, yeah. it's the thing like I can tell when I haven't written in a while. Um, if yeah. I've gotten too busy or something, and I just like start feeling kind of gross. I'm like, you know, yep. it's it's because I haven't written. I've, I I have not my story. You know what it is? You know what it is? When you write, huh. I would say that when I I I when I write, I I am connecting to the thing I want. I always want to be connected whether I'm writing or not and it's like plugging into a wall and it's like once you get the real stuff once you get the good juice that you get from writing you really don't it, it you understand how much it sustains you it's like connection I think to what we actually are. in fact here's what all right I'm going to go one step further one step further Chris you know like that flow state you get into where the walls drop away and your characters are talking to you and you're kind of you're just and, and you're kind of following the story. Do you know that experience? Yes. Right. I think that is reality, and the life we lead away from it is us leaving what reality actually is. What do you think of that? Like that flow state is Ooh. what life is supposed to be like. But if writing is one of those places where we allow ourselves to actually experience what reality is actually like. What do you think of that? I think that is really interesting. I've never thought of it like that. Tell me more. <laughs> well, well, basically, it's you know why? Because to enter that state, you can't be worrying about the past. Can't be. You can't be worrying about the future. Your attention has to be on the present moment, and you can't be judging it. 
You're totally present, totally relaxed, totally receptive. And then you're experiencing life as it actually is because life exists in the present moment. And that's where you actually are. Even if you're writing about, you know, fantasy novels, your, your attention is in the present where your interest is. That's what reality acts. That's you when you forget to care what other people think about you. That's you when you forget to worry. You when you forget to think you're not good enough. That's you at your fullest. I am convinced of it. That's you at your best. Yeah. That's reality. So it's like writing like a meditation. Exactly. It's It's a meditation that teaches you who you actually are. I am convinced of it. Oh, I love that. Huh? It's true. And I it actually, I love that. I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I think you're right. Oh, I think no. that um, that's like you think said, how good you feel. So much the, like when we're, li- when we're living our day to day. What's that? Yeah. I'll say, think how good you feel. Is life not supposed to yeah. feel good? I know it doesn't all the time, but shouldn't it? Yeah. I think it should. So, I mean, you were saying, no, you, go ahead. You were, I, I cut you off there. What were well, you saying? I was going to say, so, like, you know, when you're out there living your day-to-day, you're always worried about the next thing. Um, right. And, you know, right. So that's a survival skill. That's our, that's our brain taking care of us. Right? Yeah, 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 Whenever yeah. you're driving, you're always out. Okay, so I'm going to – okay, so we just got an electric car. Ooh, nice. And it's got this, like, supporting feature, which is really cool, but it's been really weird um, because we're so used to when we're driving, always being look out, looking out for the next thing, right? right. Um, and this car kind of like takes care of it for us. <laughs> and so, we, so like for the first time, like we're realizing how stressed out we are when we're driving normal cars, and we're like, oh, okay, so we could just like I, you know, and maybe that's that's what you're talking about. I think like, it, I think it's a good so much of. Get, yeah, you're not used like yeah. you know what it is you start getting used to thinking life is supposed to feel a certain way, supposed to feel uncomfortable, yeah. supposed to be worrying, and then you go and you write and you're like, wow, man, this is this is pretty pretty good. What if that's not what life is supposed to be like? What if it isn't supposed it, to yeah. be hard like that? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I, so I uh, I love this so much. So good. Uh, so like about mm, eight no yeah about eight years ago, um, I quit my corporate job. Because specifically that it was it was this job that I mean I had the most wonderful boss and team of coworkers you could have ever asked for, but the work mm-hmm. itself was just completely just draining my soul. It wasn't yeah. it didn't fill me, yeah. um, and you know I finally had this moment sitting in traffic for an hour and a half trying to get to this job that I really hated, um, <laughs> thinking this is not life like this is not what life is supposed to be um and so i quit and ever since then i have been and i don't always succeed i'm not always great at it i do try to make decisions that lead me in the direction of the life that where i i love the life that i live um really get one of them yes and i think the more you do something you love I, the, you will, I think you have a, such a better thing is you can get paid a lot of money to do something you don't like to do, depending, you know, depending on mm-hmm. the, like corporate work or even lawyers and doctors. I know them who like, eh, I love it. But I'll, like, but with writing, you have to love it to make money at it. I firmly believe that. But I think that you stand such a good chance of thriving doing something you love because you're not swimming against the current of who you actually are. You know, you're not having yeah. to force yourself to stay in there. And, but do you think, this is interesting. So you were able to, 
have some, you were obviously to live for a while in the corporate world. When you went and started publishing and you did independent publishing, do you think your life in the corporate world, because when you're an independently published author, you are your own business person. You've started a little entrepreneurship, really. There's that side of it, mm-hmm. right? Do you think your life in that, in that world helped you with that? Like, did you were able to bring some of it over? Um, the sort of business yeah. side of it? <laughs> yeah, so um, I, well, so I got my degree in advertising. Um, oh, and so, perfect. <laughs> yeah, and so that's, that's the part that I brought over with me. And then plus, like, um, so my husband and I own our own business, you know, outside oh. of publishing. And so I have a lot of entrepreneurship in my right. family and my background. And um, honestly, I love that. I mean, I almost – yeah. I have to I have to convince myself like okay the writing is super important and that still fills me and everything but also the marketing is so much fun oh, um, and God so I have to like it. it's like a <laughs> carrot for myself like okay after you write this chapter then you get to go do these things um, oh my and so God it's, you're like a unicorn Chris good <laughs> lord I gotta bottle your blood and sell it in writers conferences. <laughs> Oh my God. See now, you know, I teach on the, I, for writer's digest, I teach a class called fearless marketing. And the whole point of it is not to teach people how to market, but to ha- it, I used to call it marketing for people who hate to market, you know, or, or writers because mm-hmm. most of them do is trying to get them over their hatred of it. So if you had to teach someone how to love marketing, how would you do that? Or could you not even do it? It's just so in your, in your bones. No, I think it comes from a belief of what you have is something people need. You're not right. selling right. them dish soap. You know what I mean? Of course you need dish soap. But it's it's not that. Like you're 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 not selling them on something. You're sharing a passion with them. Yeah. And they're like minded people. They're people who have already right. expressed an interest in what it is that you have to offer. You just happen to be the creator of the thing that they like. That's um right. and so it's not you're not marketing, you're helping. Gah. Yes. I always say you're trying to, you're offering people a conversation that they can join in if they want to. Do you want to have a conversation? Come on, let's have a, you know, so I write books about creativity, about, I write books sort of for writers, for writers, but I don't write about the craft. I write about the emotional, spiritual aspects of it. So if you want to have that conversation, I'm the guy. But if you want to go write, learn about, you know, uh, plots and character development, there's other people who do that. But I'm there. Right. That's the conversation I want to have. And then you don't have to have it if you don't want, but you, right, you're offering them a conversation. I love it. What a great attitude, Chris. This is why you've had some success at it. Maybe a lot of it because you, you're interested. You like it. See, you, you get to bring your creativity to it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it's, um, it's just, it's fun for me. Like I, I'm a little, a little bit of a data geek. Um, and so yeah. I love studying the numbers and the trends and, um, and I actually you? do that for, yeah, and I do it for – so I have um, – I do offer services. Like I do – I'm marketing for other authors, um, and oh. that's one of the things that I'm constantly teaching them is, you know, oh, I had a bad sales day. And, okay, let's not focus on today. We look at over time, like your 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 data tells a story. Um, right. And you have to look at it over time. Like you can't look at a story in a day. It's misleading. Um, so that's one of the right. things that I'm always like having to – teach my authors about is um, how to actually look at the information that they have to look at and not to make decisions out of fear. 
Right, right. No, never out of fear. Never, oh, good. Boy, all right. So you are really just like produced in a factory for a person who wanted to publish yourself. <laughs> because you have to be <laughs> so helpful because so many writers, I think they could become independently published just because they're afraid of rejection, essentially. I think that's often a driving force. And they aren't prepared for the the what is needed for that beyond the writing. You know, you have to be able to bring that same creative enthusiasm to the whole business end of it. And it sounds like that's exactly what you do. So you got a full life. So you get to write stories and have your own business. It's exciting. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I really do. That's so good. That's so good. Now, you also think that everyone has something special and unique to offer the world, which, of course, I just published a book called Everyone Has What It Takes. So I couldn't but agree with you. But, uh, (laughs) like, what – if you if you're going to take the time to stick that in your bio that that realization must have had some unique uh meaning to you why what why did you ever not did you ever believe the opposite did was there ever someone telling you the other the opposite story why is that so important to share no i've i've been very fortunate to have people in my life who um supportive supported me and believed me and lifted me up and encouraged me Um, But I've known so many people who didn't have that. Um, And I see, especially when I was working in the corporate world, and and I also used to work with, like, like middle school girls, and um, there's just so much of what's out there that kind of suppresses who you are and puts you down and makes you afraid to be this, beautiful soul that you really are. Um, and I just want to tell through my, I, w- I want to show, like encourage people through my books that it's okay to be weird. Like it's okay to be different. Like these are the things that are needed in the world. You're not a cog in a machine. Um, right. You're you're the magic in it. Um, and so that's, I guess it's, it doesn't really, I guess, come from anywhere. It's just more of seeing people who let that get to them. Um, and it hurts. I don't, I don't like to see people yeah. who have been beaten down and given up on their dreams because it's, yeah. we were given those dreams for a reason. We were given those passions for a reason. When we don't follow them, that's when, that's when we start becoming that, you know, that widget, that widget yeah. machine. I don't know if that's making sense. But, well, you know what happens um, to if you stop believing in it, you then go around telling everybody not to believe in theirs. Unfortunately, you just say, well, it's, you, you can't even, you, you spread the, the book, you end up inadvertently spreading the belief that you can't do it. You know, it just, it just becomes like a, 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 a new pandemic almost of pessimism. And so yeah. people like you, Chris, very important. You're the Fauci of dreams. You're, <laughs> you are It's people like you who, because here's the thing. Everybody wants to believe they can turn their, everybody, nobody wants to believe their dreams can't be realized. We all want, but some of us, uh, sometimes people think, well, it's just impossibly hard. You have to be lucky, blah, 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 and all that mm-hmm. crap. Good. It's good to have people like you out there doing that. Chris, you're doing God's work. You are. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Uh, all right. Well, so now listen, uh, you're a very interesting person. If someone was interested in just reading one of your books or hiring you as their, what, what do you call yourself? What is your, what, if they hire you, what are they, what are they hiring? Um, oh my gosh. I don't have a title. I just help people. Just <laughs> me. Author helper. 
All right, the author helper, the marketing, and just in general, like author services. What, where would they do that? I, tell, them, tell them, give me some info here. How can they find you? So all of my information for authors is actually on my Alter Egos website, ChristinaDelay.com. So Say that's where that is. Spell it, uh, spell it for Delay, us. C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, Delay, uh-huh. like your flight has been delayed, D-E-L-A-Y.com. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's where all my author information, uh, like author services is, and it's just in a little tab that says for authors, so you know where to right. go. Um, yeah. But all my books are on chrisfarron.com, um, right. and so that's that's where all of my fantasy books are. Okay. All right. Good. All right, people, get it. So it's christinadelay.com or chrisfarron.com. Is there a link on those two websites to the other website? Do they, are you, is there a little link or do you want those worlds totally so. separate? You believe so. No, there's a link, but they're still separate. Okay. Because they're All so right, different. So my, yeah. my Christina Delay Alter Ego writes suspense, whereas, right. you know, my Chris Ferrin, I, as Chris Ferrin, I write fantasy for teens. So right. um, they're very different worlds, at least in my head. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Okay. So this is good. You're a good person, Chris. I'm glad I got you on the show. This has been a lot of fun, but I'm not quite done with you. I've got one more question. And what I want you to do is finish the sentence. If writing has taught you anything, it's taught you what? Hmm. To trust yourself. Yeah. Can't do it without it, can you? No. It doesn't happen. No. Yeah. Nope. Well, Chris, I'm sure you do trust yourself, and uh, it's been great having you on the show, and uh, best of luck with all the things you're doing. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me on today. Uh, It's my pleasure. My pleasure. Oh, yes. Trust yourself, people. Do indeed. Listen, next week I'm going to have Vicki Carter on. She's a librarian, podcaster, and author. And, uh, well, until then, I want to thank my producer, R.J. Jeffrey. Thank you, R.J. And to all of you out there, go find something you love to do. Do it. Uh-huh.